Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another in-person roundtable. Who knew that we could do these? Whoa, working AC does wonders. It does true, true wonders, everyone. And we have a hell of a show lined up for you guys. Lots of fun news to talk about, and of course, the box office. So, without further ado, Nicholas, what's the first thing you got for us? Oh, it's kind of a big one. After much speculation, after much time... And much grieving of when will the news be announced, Marvel Studios has finally given us their Fantastic Four. Indeed they have. And that is with, who do we have? We have Pedro Pascal. As Reed Richards. America's father, or daddy, as the internet would call it. Yes, correct. We have Vanessa Kirby uh, from, uh, most recently, I believe, Napoleon. But yep. she also does have some stints in the uh, Mission Impossible franchise. This is She's our Sue Storm. Joseph Quinn coming out of Stranger Things as Eddie yep. uh, and the upcoming Quiet Place Day 1 and Gladiator 2, I think. I think so. Yeah, man is bankable there. Uh, he's our um, our Johnny Storm there, our Human Torch, and Eben Moss Bachrock from The Bear and also the Punisher series Correct. Uh, is our thing. 100%. First of all, fucking killer lineup if you ask me, personally. It's a great cast. I agree. And uh, not not only are we going to give what we thought of this cast, but we also want to kind of dive into what other people are saying as well. But first, uh, we obviously both agree. How excited are you? I think it's a good cast. Listen, the the promo image which they released, mm-hmm. you know, just sort of the vibe that they're going for, this sort of retro futuristic vibe, I think is great for the Fantastic Four. Um, you know, I think that to me, the casting choices are interesting. I don't think there's really any. They do also kind of at the same time to me feel like safe castings, which is not necessarily a bad thing, especially with the previous iterations of the Fantastic Four we had. I mean, I think they peaked with the first one. Yeah. But, you know, what those movies, their reception, especially the 2016, 14, 15 one, um, you know, I think that this needs to land. Big time. They're back home at Marvel, but there is a lot of pressure Writing on this movie. Yeah. If, if Marvel Studios can't make Fantastic Four, then nobody can. Exactly. That's kind of the, the vibe, it seems. And even lately, Marvel, I'm questioning them what movies they can make. Hey, also, listen, but... listen. Feige's got his power back. I'm cautiously optimistic. A lot of writing on Deadpool 3, which we'll get to in a second. Oh, yes. But uh, first, let's take a look at Fantastic Four and take a look at what other people are saying about yeah. the cast. Uh, we have Monkey D. Hernaday on Hernandi, excuse me, on Twitter saying the difference between John Rotz and Matt Shackman is on full display and it's comparing the two uh, Fantastic Four logos, one being obviously very MCUified and the other being the WandaVision-esque yep. logo that we have now. Um, I think it just comes with the, the script change and like they said, Watts, Shackman, whatever that plan is. And by the way, if it does take place in the 60s, which it's very much so looking like it is, mm-hmm. and with Herbie, hell yeah, but with it taking place in the 60s, my headcanon, it's Micro's father. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> the thing there. Yes. You know, I uh, the reason I, sh- I saved this one was, one, yeah, the logos are different, which is a common thing there. But there was some John Watts slander going on in the comments. Yeah. And I don't stand for John Watts slander. Not at all. Not here. You know, he's saying, John Watts takes a breath. The entire comic fandom, you have no sauce. <laughs> you know, the man came out of cop car and then was handled a spy- handed a Spider-Man trilogy. Correct. And I think that you watch this process as a filmmaker going through it. Now, granted, No Way Home probably had a lot of studio hands on it, you know. But I think that he still nailed it. Far From Home is a very interesting movie. I yeah. thought. I mean, he's not listen. He's not doing anything like, oh my god, you know, mm-hmm. 
with it, but I, I don't think he's a bad director. And Not I think some of the action scenes that he put in, especially like everything with Mysterio, yeah. you know, I don't know how you can watch the whole Mysterio uh, illusion sequence and yeah. say you got no sauce. 100%. I, I'm with you. We, we don't allow John Watts slander here. I don't like John Watts slander here. No, no. And we also got, uh, looks like Piderman on Twitter saying, Ebon Moss and Vanessa Kirby are elite castings. Pascal has the potential to be RDJ level, but it's... But if he's suave and cool, like usual, it won't work. Joseph Quinn is just insanely disappointing. I don't understand the the Joseph Quinn hate. There's been a lot of Joseph Quinn hate on yeah. it. I quite I loved him on Stranger Things. I thought Eddie was very interesting. Yeah. This sort of punk and he's rocker Johnny Storm esque. Yes. I, I don't I don't understand the hate at all. No. And um, considering that the internet was just talking about how amazing he was as Eddie, it's like. I, what's going on here? Do you think that people want Johnny Storm to be this sort of, you know, you know, with Chris Evans' portrayal and with Michael B. Jordan's portrayal, they kind of went with the suave, cool, womanizer type thing, which, not to say that Joseph Quinn can't do it, but, like, do you think that that's what people are expecting and just don't see him taking that? You know, because I could see him being, you know, this is the 60s, greaser kind of yeah. style, you know, I feel like, I I see that. Yeah. No, I mean, I look, we also haven't read the script for this thing. Yeah. And what happens with casting every time? And it, it's actually another screenshot that we have here from Tanner spent too much at Comic-Con says, I don't know. I think we should give him a chance. Remember what people said about Heath Ledger and Robert Pattinson, which is exactly the point I was about to make. Yeah. Like this happens. How many times do we do this? Where someone gets cast, we get mad and we watch it. They're like, oh, they're, they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. Just watch the fucking movie. Well, even if you look at the thread here, someone says Robert and Heath are hits, though. That's the difference. And then he even says, we haven't seen him yet. Yeah, exactly. How can you, you know, exactly. like, uh, how can you judge on that? Yeah, 100%. And listen, like, I get, too, like, you know, there were one when Kristen Wiig got cast in Cheetah. We give him the benefit of the doubt, but it did not live, the whole movie didn't live up to the hype, you yeah. know. Then you could say it. I was against it, personally, but I did want to give her the benefit yeah. of the doubt. But also, the character that they wrote in that script... I think Kristen Wiig is good for. Yes. Kristen Wiig as Cheetah, you hear that in general, you have your conceived notion of what it is. I don't know, same thing with Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. I hear that, I go, that's not a very good casting. Mm-hmm. If if I read the Batman v Superman script and it said it's a tech nerd who wants to like make his daddy proud, Jesse Eisenberg is who you cast, you know? Like, but, like, but that's the thing, like innately there's like this gut reaction to it and with Joseph Quinn, like I don't even have that, like, no. like I read that I'm like, yeah, I'm on board for this. Perfect. I don't, yeah, I'm I'm very confused by it. I, I am as well. I am as well. But this was my favorite screenshot of the whole bunch from uh, Kevin Dawson. It says, the most important casting for Fantastic Four is now getting Paul Giamatti as Mole Man, <laughs> with, which A, is perfect, and Paul Giamatti would so do it. Oh, but, 100%. But B, just the reply of Danny DeVito, and here's the thing, Matt Shackman, it could be Danny DeVito. Yeah, Matt Shackman does come from <laughs> It's Always Sunny. Yeah. Well, I like the other comment here that says he should be the cliffhanger at the end of the movie and never show up again, which is uh, The Incredibles. Yes, yes. Perfect. Oh, man. Speaking of The Incredibles, that's the best Fantastic Four movie we've ever gotten. That's fair. And it's it's a great movie. It's quite good. I wish. I hope Brad Bird gets out of director jail soon. I like him very much. Personally. What, uh, what are your overall thoughts on it there? Uh, of the casting which is your favorite casting how about that too i'll be honest probably vanessa kirby yeah i th- i mean look i'm really excited about pedro pascal people are saying him and joseph quinn not being appreciated is fascinating to me mm-hmm. 
but I think there's a reason no one's complaining about Vanessa Kirby, and it's just because she's an incredible actress. Yeah. And also in the press for Mission Impossible, because these rumors have been going around for a while, someone brought up, I think it was Brandon Davis, mm-hmm. brought up to her and was like, so can you say anything to, to that rumor? And her response was, I can't say anything, but what, what I can tell you is that it would be an honor. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there you go. Like, that that's the, the attitude yeah. th- to have, you know, with these kind of characters. And it's Marvel's first family. Mm-hmm. You know, we gotta we got to see it happen. Yeah. I... Yeah, I, I think my favorite is Eben Boss, Bakra is mm-hmm. the thing. One because I, I think the thing's a very interesting character. Yeah, and I, and I'll, I'll parallel this because he, you know, I, I really enjoyed him as Micro on The Punisher, mm-hmm. but I think that his portrayal as Richie on The Bear is fantastic. Yeah, I think that's a very complex character, and there's a lot of sort of duality in this this art that kind of goes through him, and I think that translates very like i when i hear he's cast as a thing i immediately i'm like i see the vision that they want to go for yeah with this and i think that that paul bettany just right in front of you oh as vision wait did i say paul bettany no you said i see the vision oh i'm sorry everyone i tried i went for the joke i went for the here's the thing Three png a thing over me um you know i see the and i think i'm being a big fan of the bear i am fully on board with this casting my only issue with all of the castings right pedro pascal is in everything and is continuing to be in everything yeah you know vanessa kirby is very quickly becoming a very i mean she's a great actress Mm -hmm. i you know but the roles she's taking on mission impossible she's becoming a movie star she's becoming a movie star yeah right you have joseph quinn who we already said now is fantastic for he was just in stranger things he's gonna be in a quiet place day one as well. quiet place day one which is already filmed and gladiator too you know what casting up you know what what roles are coming toward him now and evan moss rocker you know this i imagine i don't know how much he'll be on set if it'll just mostly be voice work you know but you have the bear which is uh, ramping up on season three. You know, all of these are very billable, bankable people who have a lot of projects. Yeah. And with a Fantastic Four as Marvel's first family, you want them to be present. So I, I am nervous about what their commitments and sign-ons were for this. You know, I, I would hate to see the Fantastic Four and then, you know, Johnny Storm is recast or the voice, you know, I, I would hate to see those tweakings or them just, you know, yeah. never hearing from them for another five years. I think we'll be okay. Because Vanessa Kirby, I mean, there's there's probably going to be one more Mission Impossible movie yeah. that's filming right now. Um, for uh, Joseph Quinn, we no spoilers, but you know Eddie's story is done. Yeah, and even if it wasn't, there's only one more season left. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pedro Pascal, he's not even he's barely in the Mandalorian suit. And anyone who knows the story of Last of Us, he's not going to be around in season two all that long. Mm-hmm. And then you have um, um, Eben Mas Bakrak, who. I think is just like it's mostly my voice. I think I'll be fine. So that that's fair. Yeah. I just I don't want it to fall into the Marvel trap of are we ever going to see this person again? No, I I think Kevin yeah, no. Kevin Feige has had when he when we got Fox, he's like X Men Fantastic Four. Yes, yeah. Like I think he's been very ready. Like even yeah. but pre COVID when I was at Comic Con and they announced a very alternate Phase Four, which that lineup is wild, but uh. He even said during then, when they just purchased Fox, he was like, sorry, I ran out of time. I, d- I didn't even get a chance to talk about the Fantastic Four, which which means from that moment, he was like, oh, we're going to do the Fantastic Four. So I'm personally 
thrilled. And I, I, I have less, I understand your concerns. I'm less worried. Gotcha. But I mean, listen, everything they've shown me thus far off of one image, but just yeah. if they really do commit to this sort of 60s retro futuristic vibe, I think that's perfect. Matt Shackman already handled that beautifully in WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his direction, I'm very interested to see actually at a movie level instead of the TV. Yeah. Um, so I things are looking positive and I am optimistic on it. 100%. Hundred percent. What do you guys think of the Fantastic Forecast? Let us know as we move on to our next story. And Nicholas, what do you got for us next? This one's not so much a story as it is a trailer came out that we need Go to on. talk about. Go on. Well, if you watched the Super Bowl, you saw the trailer, the first look for Deadpool three. Yes. Or or as it is titled Deadpool and Wolverine. Fuck yeah. Fuck yes. Big fan of that. And we got, you know, the first look at the movie, we got the logo, we got a first teaser poster, Uh a lovely little friendship locket, best friends. Yes. Um, What did you think of it? Uh, I think that title's great. I think the title that Hugh Jackman gave us is also great. The uh, Wolverine and Asshole, where he says he fixed it. Yes, big fan. Uh, Yeah. Dude, the trailer's fucking great. I mean, listen, it's a Ryan Reynolds Deadpool movie. You know the marketing's going to be good. Yes. That's just a fact. And the trailer's fucking phenomenal. I love it. I loved the trailer. I won't lie to you. I loved every second of it. You know, I enjoyed it. I think it did a lot. You know, I. it was a Super Bowl trailer, right? And I think stuff that happens online, you know, sometimes I need to take a step back and look at things from the perspective of, I know this is happening. Mm-hmm. You know, we report on the news, right? We know it's confirmed Hugh Jackman's back as Deadpool, you know. But someone who doesn't keep up with it to the level we do is watching the Super Bowl, and all of a sudden the claws pop out and Wolverine's there. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. w- what? Mm-hmm. You know, where I'm like, I wanted more Wolverine in the trailer because I know he's in it. Mm-hmm. And I think that was sort of the the crux for the trailer for yeah. me. But, you know, him being captured by the TVA, you got Tom Wamsgans from Succession there, yeah. or Mr. Darcy, I think, is where a lot of people mm-hmm. go to as well. You know, I, yeah, I I enjoyed it. It didn't give much of what's going on, which is interesting. Yeah, and I, I enjoyed it too because um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the next trailer we get is Wolverine-centric. Yeah. And you can do the Wolverine and Asshole title at the end if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that... Um, the the important thing for this, because this is Marvel's only movie coming out, MCU's only movie coming out this year. They have to knock it out of the park. They're not in a great place right now. <laughs> yeah, and they're they are the only Marvel movie coming out this year for Marvel Studios. Yeah. The issue is they're surrounded by three Sony, Sony movies, movies yes. which people associate with the MCU if they don't yeah, know. Exactly. And I think the big the big thing they needed to do was come out the gate and be like, this Deadpool trailer has to be great. And we have to let fans know that it's Deadpool. Like we didn't Disney, Disney fi this, Mm -hmm. which was a concern for people. And right away with pegging, we're back, we're back baby. And it was a great trailer. I think they're going to incorporate him nicely. They're also, they're not abandoning his story because it looks like there's drama with Vanessa. Maybe the child didn't make it. Mm -hmm. It was just the assumption from the trailer. But, you know, clearly something's going on. It looks like all of 20th Century Fox got pruned, which is hilarious. Yeah, the giant 20th Century Fox background. Yeah, Mm -hmm. We got Pyro popping up in there, which tells me, like, we're going to get all kinds of fucking cameos in this. And the good kind, not the the Flash kind. And uh, No, I like the idea of just all the Fox people being, like, a wasteland. Yes. Just like, well, fuck. That's funny. And, like, 
but I I think this is the momentum that Mar- that the MCU needed mm-hmm. was that trailer. And yes, it doesn't show a lot of Wolverine, but I won't be surprised if we get more of him as we go. I mean, here's the thing about it, right? You have a lot of guarantees, mm-hmm. right? Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. You know it's going to be great. Yes. The issue, the last Deadpool movie was really the last was really kind of the bigger start of Ryan Reynolds becoming ryan reynolds as like a concept yes. you know like you watch a rock movie you know what you're getting and mm-hmm. i think that at deadpool 2 and everything he's done after you're like oh i know what i'm getting from a ryan reynolds movie yeah so that is was one the concern but i think him as deadpool is perfect and i think the trailer kept that in yes hugh jackman is wolverine and you know what you're getting yeah right you know and to bring him back you know he's not in a place where he needs to be taking this mm-hmm. so he was interested in the story paycheck probably didn't hurt but like you know i think that when you play a character for 20 something years Mm -hmm. you do want that return you know i think it'll be the same thing with like robert downey jr and iron man yeah you know it's what's it going to take to bring him back is something Mm -hmm. big and i like sean levy as a director was not a big fan of the adam project Mm -hmm. but my my issues were that weren't with like the direction per se i love real steel yeah I really like his uh, one of his first movies, the um, This Is Where I Leave You. Mm-hmm. I think that was really good. Free Guy is excellent. I really like it's really fun. I like Free Guy a yeah, lot. Yeah, you know. So I think that those three together, and you know, and even you the, going, and you have the original writers back. You have the original writers back, and you have you know, even looking back at when he was doing uh, Sean Levy was doing interviews for the Adam Project. I don't think he was announced as the director yet, but he was like, "Listen, I." Don't know what their plans are for Deadpool 3, but if someone's going to bring Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds to screen, I guarantee you I will do my best to be the guy that makes that happen. Yeah. You know, so I he has the passion for it. I think it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I, I agree. And then I also wanted to take to what some other people were saying mm-hmm. about this whole ordeal. And we have some tweets here with uh, Sanchez saying, we are so back with the image of Wolverine over Deadpool. Yep. And another one saying every MCU fan, and it's just the, I used to pray for times like this, <laughs> which is completely accurate. Um, another person saying, though, they gave us they gave us nothing we didn't know so disappointed, but with someone also commenting under, like, it was the first trailer. Well, again, and that speaks to the, the point I was making earlier, where mm-hmm. the trailer, you know, we know it, but yeah. imagine someone, you know, it, it was kind of going back to, like, let's say The Flash with Michael Keaton's Batman. I know it's coming, but I know he's in the trailer as a tease, yeah. but imagine you're some guy who hasn't seen a, a comic book movie since Batman 89, all of a sudden you're like, whoa, Michael Keaton's here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, same thing with Wolverine to me, yeah. I think. And I love this last one where it says, trust me when I say Deadpool's about to have the best cinematography in a comic book movie, and then all these comments being like, I don't think you know what cinematography is. Hilarious. I'm excited for the movie. Mm-hmm. You know what's really bugged me is all the people who are quote-unquote color experts who, like, this is how it should look, and they color grade the scene, and it looks fucking awful. Yeah. <laughs> it just looks horrible. All they did was just take the saturation and, button. Yeah, and, and they it was just apply a filter yeah. on it. Yeah. So a I, lot of stuff. But but what this tells you, what this tells me, the fact that this shit is happening on a trailer for a Marvel movie is the hype is back. Yes. Like, you don't get into this nitty-gritty of the internet. Every Marvel's trailer... No one gave a shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It just came and went. This, the fact that people are doing this, means... Yeah. Oh, we're back, or, you know, we're, whatever it be. We're yeah. interested. Like, we're we're in the pop culture consciousness again. Yeah, like, and, you you have us, Yeah, don't disappoint yeah. us. Listen, yeah, listen, Deadpool has a lot riding on it, and it's hilarious. There's a lot of pressure. And listen, he says in the trailer, he's Marvel Jesus, so we're going to have to see if that's true. It, it, and I think they're aware of the 
pressure that is on it. So I hope that mm. they do play into that a bit. Uh, so there was one here. I don't think I I grabbed it, but it was about the cinematography. And someone said, "Y'all act like we didn't just get a Doctor Strange movie that almost made a billion dollars directed by Sam Raimi." <laughs> and it was just like a bunch of shots. And now, listen, yeah. I have thoughts on the movie. I love <laughs> but Sam Raimi with a camera is never going to disappoint, <laughs> yes, you know. Correct, so I think it, I think that was um, what was funny about it too. It's like you, you guys just got an MCU with decent cinematography. Yeah, and uh, another thing I liked was uh, uh, it just reminds me. There's a, a Bruce Campbell quote where someone said like, every time someone asks me what it's like to work with Sam Raimi, my response is always, "Have you ever seen the focus puller start sweating?" <laughs> and it's such a good quote. <laughs> That's so good. That's yes, good. yes. Uh, but what do you guys think about the Deadpool trailer? We're very excited. Just a quick side note, by the way, the X-Men 97 trailer was great. I loved yeah, it. I, you know, I watched it. I, it was interesting. I never watched the show, though, so I don't have much Get of it. Get on it. <laughs> I know I did buy you these. Yes, which I'm very pleased with. Thank you very much. Oh, it, it stays a future past. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's pretty neat. It is very neat. Man, I'm a good friend. Yes, you are. <laughs> I keep you around. Um... Uh, yes, and uh, that, but I, I like the trailer a lot. Just wanted to throw that out there. Gambit, he charged Wolverine's claws, Nicholas. See, that's the kind of stuff that superhero <laughs> movies don't do now. I, yeah. want, I want to see them using everyone's powers to the advantage. I agree, I agree. But uh, what do you guys think about the Deadpool and Wolverine trailer? Let us know as we move on to our next story. This one I'm particularly interested in. Nicholas, what do you got for us next? Uh, this one comes to us from Variety. The Roadhouse Reboot Battle, a contested streaming deal. Ari Emanuel's Desperate Pleas, and a director just going scorched earth. Yes. Wow. So basically, uh, we kind of covered this briefly on the show before, but the story got a lot more interesting regarding the drama between the Roadhouse remake with starring Jake Gyllenhaal, directed by Doug Liman. Yes. Basically, it's going straight to Amazon Prime. When everyone watched the trailer, though, they were like, this looks really fun. This looks great. Why is this not going theatrical? Mm-hmm. And Doug Liman wrote an op-ed in one of the trades basically saying, like, I'm not going to the premiere at South by Southwest because when we were making this, they said if we tested well enough, we could get a theatrical release. This is the best a movie of mine has ever tested, from like the Born Identity, all that. This is the best movie that's ever test- that I've ever tested, and they still won't give us theatrical. I'm pissed. They say they care about theaters. They don't. It was kind of the end of it. But now you have Amazon coming back out saying, hey, we offered them to make the movie for $65 million and it go and it go theatrical or $85 million and it goes to streaming and they took the money. So now it's become he said, she said kind of deal, but I wanted to kind of pull up some of the stuff that's been going on from the Variety article here. Yeah. In November of 2021, Mike DeLuca and Pam Abdi were running MGM and began negotiating with Lyman to direct and Jake Hall to star as the tough guy bouncer played by Patrick Swayze in the original. Joel Silver, who produced the Swayze version for MGM, was on board to bring the film into the modern era, and it mentions how Hall's character is now a former UFC fighter. At the time, MGM was making movies for the big screen, and the prospect of streaming didn't factor into discussions, meaning that they signed on to make a theatrical film. But after Amazon closed its $8.5 billion acquisition of MGM in March of 22, the, tra- the trajectory of Roadhouse changed. In July of 22, DeLuca and Abdi left to go run Warner Brothers Film Division, as we know, mm-hmm. and the film was put into turnaround. Still, Amazon Studios chief Jennifer Salke quickly salvaged it and was poised to greenlight the film with the cast that also included Billy Magnuson, Daniela Melancor, Lucas Gage, 
Sources familiar with negotiations say that the filmmakers and Gyllenhaal were given a choice. Make the film for $60 million, I misspoke earlier, and get a theatrical release, or take $85 million and go streaming only. They opted for the latter, and one knowledgeable source said they took all the money, but it did note that Amazon and Lyman declined to comment. So, drama <laughs> is And the while situation. all this is happening, Jake Gyllenhaal says when he sees the sea, he swims <laughs> in the sea. Dude, that was wild when all that came out. Please look up the story about Jake Gyllenhaal, like apparently like ruining an indie set. It's insane. It's insanity. But uh, but yeah, this is interesting to me. If true, it adds fuel to the fire, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, like I agree with Doug Lyman that I want to see the movie theatrically, and that's where I like to see movies, and I believe Amazon should be doing that, which they just did with Air and other films. Amazon's done it. Why not put this movie in theaters though? That. Still shocks me. Now, granted, if they took the deal and they're making a big deal out of it, they need to stop Mm -hmm. because they took the other deal, if that is true. Yeah. Right? But forgetting about the deal right now, I'm just still upset that it's not theatrical because this movie could make some serious money, Mm -hmm. I think. Even if it it had the $85 price tag, which it looks like it does. Yeah, I mean, I just, to me, the logic of giving them more money to then put it onto streaming... It, it, it does seem counterintuitive to me, yeah. yeah. But but I think the reason for that is they're buying out the back end, because I'm sure Jill and Hall and Lyman would have had box office deals. Gotcha. And they're like, instead, just take an extra ten million between the two of you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably what. Yeah, I mean, if they, t- it's an interesting deal to begin with, you know. And, and like I said, yeah, like I would rather make the sixty million and put it in theaters, and you know, I I know Roadhouse is a reboot of an existing ip but it does have the ip name to it and it's something that is still different from the superhero content which Mm -hmm. you're seeing a lot of you know box office declines with so i think that putting something like this in theaters with a 60 million dollar price tag to me i don't think that has any issue clearing 150 yeah yeah and and the trailer is great it look it looks like people you have a known director you have jake gyllenhaal who people really you know they like his movies. Mm-hmm. You know, he's always, to me, a safe bet for what you're going to be watching. Yeah, and he's a great actor. Yeah, and, you know, you get Roadhouse, and it yeah. looks like fun. Uh, different take. I mean, I haven't seen the original, but from my understanding, it looks quite different. It's How I Got My Name. Yeah. It is a, it's a, it's a cult classic. Mm-hmm. You'll like it. Yeah, but, I mean, if that's the deal they took, that's the deal they took, and they need to and be that's, quiet And that's how it. I feel about it. Yeah. If this is true, they can't have their cake and eat it, too. Yeah. If it's not true... Fucking put it in theaters. That's how I feel about it. All Doug Lyman is secured, guaranteed, is he's not working with Amazon ever again. That, yep, that, that's pretty. That's, that's kind of what's happened here. Yep, yep. Um, but what do you guys think about the Roadhouse drama continuing? Who do you think is right? What do you think is going on? And do you think it should be theatrical? Let us know in the comments as we move on to our next story. And Nicholas, what do you got for us next? Our next story comes to us from the In Snyder. That is uh, Jeff Snyder's newsletter. Newsletter here. Uh-huh. Uh, this is an exclusive from him, which I think did get. Picked up and confirmed, right? And that is that Jennifer Garner is in talks to star in Ben Affleck's Netflix kidnapping thriller, Animals. This is correct. Um, He's not even paying me to say this. I don't know him. But uh, I like the Insider newsletter a lot. Uh, It's very interesting. Is he usually pretty on the money? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the newsletter itself is just very good. Mm -hmm. The the reason why this is interesting, maybe thinking like, why is this a big deal? Well, because Ben Affleck is directing this movie called Animals for Netflix. Already great news. Already great news. Matt Damon's in it. More great news. Jennifer Gardner's circling a role. They're divorced. Mm-hmm. That's interesting news, right? What this speaks to me is a couple things. 
and some of this I'm going to take from what Jeff said in the newsletter. Mm-hmm. One being, they are great co-parents. This we know just about them as a couple. Yeah. Regardless of the divorce, they are great co-parents. And having them work on a movie together allows the kids to be around for both of them. Mm-hmm. You know, not one of them has to leave work. They can both do it. Yeah. Two, it's a kidnapping thriller. We don't know the situation, but I think Ben Affleck may know somebody who cares a lot for children and knows how they would react if they were stolen. Yeah. That's an easy casting. If Jennifer Gardner is an amazing mom that we all think she is, he's probably like, she'd probably be pretty furious mm-hmm. <laughs> if the kids got taken. This is fair. So, you know, I to me, it just feels like when you make films and you're in a position like Ben Affleck where you get to pick and choose who you're making films with, why not make it with your friends and family mm-hmm. who also happen to be very talented, not just like for the sake of it, right? Yeah. I think it's an interesting move. And to me, it shows a lot of maturity on Ben Affleck because he gets a lot of public flack. I mean, his Duncan commercials are turning it around. <laughs> but uh, he, you know, celebrities get a lot of public flack for being immature, for not being being very vain. I think this is an interesting move. And, and it just shows goes to show powerful co-parenting. And it also, to me, is just interesting to where when he wants someone for a role, he wants them. Like, it doesn't matter the, the personal stakes. And uh, I kind of wanted to throw this your way and to kind of tell me what you think about Jennifer Gardner potentially being in this Netflix movie directed by her ex-husband. <laughs> Do you think Jennifer Lopez is pissed? <laughs> I don't uh, know. Listen, listen, I think, uh, you know, it's be- we've always known that, you know, Jennifer Gardner has really, you know, however their marriage fell apart through it, you know, she has always been there for him as the father of her children. Yes. You know, she is been a big sponsor for like his rehabs and you know everything like that so you know their relationship as public as it was you know we knew that they are still connected you know the kids first mentality and everything like that interesting to me is the last time they worked together we got a very interesting result in daredevil um and you know what's uh the last thing i saw jennifer garner in was the family switch which was a netflix movie that came out this year christmas family swap movie with ed helms mm-hmm. wasn't good fair wasn't good you know and that's not you know it just was it was a netflix body swap christmas comedy movie you know but in terms of jennifer garner's ability you know that does hinder me on that but with that relationship of the director you know she's longtime friends with Matt Damon I would assume too and I think that when you have people that you know and are friends with and are close with and can have that working dynamic you know that does and the shorthand that comes with it you do yield a better result so I am optimistic on that just from you know these people have known each other for so long you know I think that it's gonna work yeah yeah no I I think so too Mm -hmm. and it's it's one of those things where uh the best movie comes first Mm mm-hmm and, and I think as long as you have that mindset, everything will fall into place perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would dive into the specifics of the wording on the article, but uh, I'm not logged in to my subscription. Therefore, it will paywall me. But uh, what do you guys think about Jennifer Gardner joining Ben Affleck's new film, uh, Animals? And do you think it's an interesting move? You know, what do you what do you kind of think about the whole situation? Mm-hmm. Let us know as we move on to our next story. Nicholas, what do you got for us next? Our next story comes to us. I don't have a link. Uh, the article I have is from Discussing Film on Twitter. Yes. Uh, and that is that Margot Robbie's production company, Lucky Chap, has signed a first look deal with Warner Brothers to develop projects for the studio. Yes. Uh, the trades have reported on this as well. Okay. But I, I wanted to bring it up for a couple reasons. One, 
we've talked extensively on the show about Margot Robbie, the producer, yeah. and how insanely good she is at that job, mm-hmm. and how she wants to be known more as a producer. She loves producing films. Yeah, This is a big thing for her. She has a great relationship with Warner Brothers, and it allows her to, having this first look deal allows her to get films that she wants to make made, which is, I think, a great thing, especially because Warner Brothers mostly is trying to win back their relationships with talent after the whole HBO Max thing. Mm-hmm. But... On the flip side of that, and you, she's getting carte blanche after Barbie. Yeah, but on the flip side of that, you also have Coyote versus Acme, mm-hmm. which is pissing off a lot of creative people yep. and a lot of talent. Does her taking this deal look bad? In your opinion, I don't think it does. I think this is just her doing business on her own mm-hmm. and kind of just doing what's best for her and her company. Yeah, but as someone on the outside who sees a company who can just delete and shelve movies and you see a big A-lister now in bed with this studio to produce films for her own benefit. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's bad optics or no? I don't think so because I think that try to think how to like, Mm -hmm. I know what I want to say. I don't know how to, phrase it in a coherent way. Yeah. I think that when you have someone like Margot Robbie, who you're coming off of Barbie, which made Warner Brothers mm-hmm. a fuck ton of money. Yes. You have someone who's an A-list actress, right? Who wants to be known more as a producer. Not that she doesn't want to be known as an actress, but wants to go more into the producing. Yeah. But she has, she's very recognizable. She has a huge public platform and following you know i think that any bad optics on warner brothers that's like no 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 we're gonna shelve that you know margot robbie's going out you know she's blasting them every you know so i think that it's almost like better for that because it's now gonna keep warner brothers more accountable now they're gonna do what do what they want at the end of the day but if you look at things like you know like what we just talked about with doug lyman blasting amazon everywhere you know i think it's gonna be a similar thing with that yeah and I think if there's someone who has enough power to put in their contract, you can't shelve any of my movies, it's Margot Robbie. Yeah. I mean, we don't know what the deal is with Coyote Versace. And Coyote Versace could be awful. Yeah, it could be. We don't know anything about it. Now, granted, I mean, awful things have gotten released. We just saw Madam Web, yeah, yeah. which maybe should have gotten a tax write-off. Yeah. But, you know. Here's what I'll say, though. Sounds like that movie's made for me. I want to watch it real bad. I, I want to watch Coyote versus Acme. <laughs> watch it really bad. No, but like you know, it's I. I don't think that there should be movies that get shelved like that. If you make something, you know, it should be released in the name of just the greater creative creative landscape. Yeah. You know, but sometimes movies are just bad, and that's just the reality of it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and. I do think her taking her production company to Warner Brothers is going to be great for her mm-hmm. and great for them. I honestly, it's a great partnership. Yeah. Clearly, they like working together. So, we'll see. I mean, they already have. I mean, it's the same thing. Tom Cruise just is circling Warner yep. Brothers as yep. well, leaving yep. Paramount. Or is that confirmed? I no, think it's confirmed. confirmed. That's yeah. what you know. So they're attracting this talent, and you know, they're attracting big talent. Tom Cruise and Margot Robbie aren't going to let fuckery occur if they if fuckery did occur they would talk they're shutting that about shit it. down instantly he's, he's bringing scientology to him <laughs> it's it's going down it's going crazy you know, so i have faith in not warner brothers but i have faith in tom cruise and margot robbie same, that, same. that's sort of where i lie on this yes uh what do you guys think about margot robbie bringing her production company to warner brothers uh, let us know in the comments as we move on to the box office the box office look how deep i just went Ooh. i was not prepared for my chair to do that 
Um, yes, so this is going to be interesting. And as always, these are the Sunday estimates. We will put the final Monday numbers in the description below. Yes. Uh, Nicholas, we did not do predictions because you were not here last time. Correct. But, but, the box office is quite interesting. Oh, yeah. Because we had two movies open on Valentine's Day, a Wednesday. Bob Marley and Madam Webb. Yes. But these are just their weekend numbers I'm going to read you. I will read you their full totals as mm-hmm. well. But uh, go ahead and do you want, do you want to give me a gander at the top five real quick, I guess? I'm going to go I'm gonna go Bob Marley, I think, uh-huh. is sneaking into number one. Uh-huh. Then I'm going to go with, didn't the episodes four, five, and six of that Jesus show come out? They did. I'm going to go that number two. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go Madam Web. I'm going to go Argyle. Okay. And I'm going to go anyone but you. All right. All right. Not quite, but you you had some in there. Oh, yeah. Bob Marley did come in number one. Bob Marley, One Love. Over the weekend, it made $27.7 million. And uh, I'll pull up its full total now. Worldwide, it has a total of $74 million already. Good for that movie. And a, what, an A cinema score? Yeah, it had an A cinema score as well. And uh, I'll kind of pull up its box office details. On its opening day which would be the 14th, which includes the night of the 13th, it made $14 million, which is huge. And then the 15th, that Thursday, it made $3 million, and then it, into the weekend is when it made the additional 27 And uh, we did go to an early screening of it. We did uh, see it. Optics, we just were not able to put out a review for it, unfortunately. The time, timing just didn't work out. But... Um, just quick thoughts. Yeah, I was not a fan personally. Me neither. It's not an. It's not a horrible film, but it's not particularly great. An A is very generous, and its performance is quite shocking to me but personally. Hey, but I, good, good for them. Good for them. I love. But I love when movies are successful. It wasn't. Wasn't for us. Yeah, agreed. Let's talk about another film. Yes. By the way, great performances though. Great performances though. Let's talk about another film that uh, isn't doing as hot. Madam Web. Is this number two? It is number two. Oh, good for them. And over the weekend, it made fifteen million dollars. Only has a budget of 80. Mm-hmm. I don't know they're going to quite hit that even, but it's good for them. Uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, we did not do a full review, but we did a quite the rant of an out of theater for it, uh, yeah. which I'll drop in the description or is on the channel as well. Yes, yes. Um, if you'd like us to do a spoiler review, let us know. Um, on its $80 million budget, it has so far worldwide made 49 Modest. For what it was. Uh, looking at the box of details, on the 14th, it only made $6 million, and then it made 2 and then it jumped into its $15 million weekend. Um, not a great start. Not great. Not great. And I don't anticipate the hold being small, <laughs> the weekend drop-off. Uh, listen, I hope it drops 0%. Honestly, I don't think that's going to happen, but I'm hoping. Madam Web Sweep. <laughs> Madam Web Sweep. Uh, coming in third was Argyle. Mm-hmm. Only dropping 24% from week two to week three. Its worldwide total is now at $76 million on a budget of 200 mm. Not looking great for Argyle, but it is at least still in the top five. Uh, coming in a fourth was Migration, hanging in there. My God. Making another $3.7 million. Its now worldwide total is $254 million. Good for Migration. Good for Migration. It and was a cute movie. You know what, listen... Good for Illumination too. They put yes. out that Minions anti AI oh that was Super great. Bowl ad. You know, Illumination has spoken out against that. They pay their uh, VFX workers and animators fairly. Yep. They treat them well. Yep. 
and Illumination just as a studio as a whole is quite good. I agree. So I, I'm happy. Migration was cute. wasn't anything amazing, but I am pro Illumination here, just as as a Same. concept. Same. We are pro Illumination. I'm I'm all about that. And uh, coming in at number five was the chosen episodes four through six of season four, but it's close with Wonka. Mm, just so by that could change. It could change. Uh, that made four million dollars over its release. I think it also came out on Wednesday, though. So. Over the weekend, it made uh, 3.4. Wonka made 3.4 also. Its worldwide box office is now at $600 million. Good for Wonka. Fucking love that movie. It's so good. Well done. And guess what came in just under it, only dropping 4% from week five to week six? Beekeeper. Yes. Oh, hell yeah. And it's now at a $119 million total on a budget of 35. I hope we get a second Give one. us Beekeeper 2. Give I'm us in. Beekeeper 2. I'm in. To be or not to be. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Lisa Frankenstein dropped 45%, but it's still not great. I haven't so, seen that one yet. I was a bit disappointed by it. Okay. It's interesting, interesting, but I don't think it's stuck. I mean, yeah, I watched your review and everything. Yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, anyone but you, the success of the season... I'm pulling up its numbers now. has a worldwide total of 188. It might even get to 200 if we're... If we're hopeful. And that's with the Valentine's re-release. Yep. Uh, there's a movie out called Land of Bad. I want to watch it a lot. What's that one about? It's like a, It looks like a war film. Okay. Um, I think it's directed by stunt coordinators. I've heard, I've heard it's not terrible. Listen, the last time I saw a war film where I was like, I want to see this, it was Sisu. So, <laughs> and I was pleasantly happy with that movie. Yes, 100%. 100%. By the way, Mean Girls is at 99 million worldwide. So hopefully, I hope it gets to that hundred mark. Just just to say, why Paramount? Plus? Look at that, a hundred million more than it would have made on Paramount. Hundred percent, hundred percent. We uh, do predictions. Let's do predictions. What do we have this week? Uh, this week is Driveaway Dolls. Driveaway Dolls. Is there anything else coming out? Let me check. Just like the re-release of Soul and um, mm-hmm. a couple other films. There's a deep. Oh, there's a Demon Slayer. Oh, oh, oh. oh boy. Oh, oh. Right, I'm gonna let you go first. Fuck that Demon Slayer got me. Yep. They always the opening is always good and then it just drops. Yep. <laughs> It'll be number 1 and then 20. Yeah. I'm going to go Bob Marley One Love repeat number 1. Okay. I'm going to go Demon Slayer number 2. I'm a man of chaos, Nicholas. I'm going Argyle number 3. I'll go Madam Web number 4. I don't think Driveaway Dolls is going to get in. I'm going to go Migration number five. Okay. I'm excited for it, but we're we're not the general audience. That That's fair. I think I'm going to go... What did Bob Marley make? 27. I'm going to go Demon Slayer number one. Hey, do it. Call me crazy. Then yeah. we're going to go Bob Marley. I'm going to go... What did Madam Web make? 15. What did Argyle make? Four. I'm going to go Madam Web. I'm going to go Argyle. And I'm going to go Driveaway Dolls. Okay. I, ho- I hope it gets in the top five. Listen, you know, we're going to see what ha- It's a Coen brother. They've marketed as it being a Coen brother movie. I think that might get people, you know. And here's also the thing. I don't know how many showtimes they are giving it. Mm-hmm. But that movie is an hour 20. 
Oh, true. That movie is quick, so true. there could be a nice little bump with that. But we'll yeah. see what happens. We shall see what happens. Let us know your predictions in the comments. Yes, and if you're right, we'll shout you out on the show. Absolutely. Yes. And uh, was there anything else you wanted to add to the show today, good sir? No, what what uh what can the good people be looking out for us uh, this week? From There's us? a lot coming this week. Yes, uh, you'll probably get reviews for Dune. Ooh, yes, two. you get uh, an early screening. Yes, they, he cannot bring a plus one. I can't. I'm very sorry. Damn shame. It's fine. You know. Um, I I also I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this, but I'm gonna say it. Uh, be on the lookout on Thursday morning, bright and early. For the review for Avatar The Last Airbender. I got my screeners for it. Ooh. So I'm going to be t- tearing nice. through that series tomorrow. And uh, we are starting a new segment. Yes. As well. Oh, this is exciting. Yes. Um, called. Revisited. Revisited, I think, is the workshop get, right here. Yeah. It might Iteration change. one, where we are going to be looking back on some fan favorite movies. Mm-hmm. We haven't really narrowed down sort of. The branch of it, if it's going to extend to things like Jaws and the sort of old reviews, but uh, this week we revisited Batman Begins. Yes, yes, uh, a movie that I remember not being fond of, and I've always loved, and he always loved, and we will not spoil what changes. No, no, but uh, be be on the lookout for that. Um, uh, it's it's almost like classic movie reviews, except it's less it's less like a movie review and more like of a discussion. It's almost like a roundtable in a way. Yeah. And uh, there are going to be some surprise guests on there as well. As always, guys, thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you on the next one.